This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. You remember when you were first in love? Have you ever been in love before? Still in love? Uh, congratulations, Sarah and KJ. That's awesome. Uh, a little bit that I've been around Sarah. KJ, you're a lucky guy. How do you stay in love? How do you stay in love with God? Are you in love with God? Do you have real faith in Jesus Christ? Do you have a living faith? Do you have a personal faith that's real, that you own, that you know in your heart of hearts? You know, this faith that is a gift to us even, it's something that we can't conjure up on our own, but sometimes somewhere along the line, the the light switch came on. Kind of like the fog this morning just dissipated when the sun broke forth. You know, that kind of light, the light of God that kind of shines in our souls and our spirits. And for some of us, it's kind of like a light switch that just turns on. It's just sudden like we didn't even see it coming. And for others of us, there's a dimmer on that light switch and it just gradually gets brighter and brighter and brighter. It doesn't matter how it happens. It's so important though that it does. This faith in this living God, this Jesus Christ who came and lived on this earth and through his sacrificial love and through his resurrection abolished death where we have this eternal life, this life that's real, that lives inside of us. So today is All Saints Day. This is the day that we remember the saints, the people that have gone on before us. And remember how that people touched our life, people that live this faith in front of us by the words that they spoke and the deeds that they did. They they just had the light of God inside of them. And so today as we go into the scripture and we're going to read the words of the apostle Paul to Timothy, an older apostle that's just about ready to die to a young upstart guy named Timothy. We're going to read about this faith that's alive and well and is being passed on. The words from 2 Timothy chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I am grateful to God whom I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day, recalling your tears, I long to see you so I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed then of the testimony about our Lord or of me as prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. 
but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher, and for this reason I suffer as I do, but I am not ashamed. For I know the one in whom I have put my trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard until that day what I have entrusted to him. Hold to the standard of sound teaching that you have heard from me in the faith and love that is in Christ Jesus. Guard the good treasure. Guard the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. How have you come to faith? If you're a believer today, how did it happen to you? How did the light switch get turned on for you? Who were those people in your life that demonstrated this faith, this living faith, and they were providential in your life? Andy Stanley's a pastor. And he has a great statement about providential relationships. Look at these words. He says that two things make a relationship providential. When we hear from God through someone and when we see God in someone. So a providential relationship is someone that's been in your life or is in your life and they speak God's truth into you. You hear from God through them. You, they speak the word of truth to you or you see God alive and at work in their life. And God has put those people in your life for a reason. So this morning, I wanna invite you to, to have some fun with me. I wanna invite you to pull out your Pray, Study, Grow, this slip of paper. And this, these are daily devotions that we send online to you and as well as during the week. But on the front of the Pray, Study, Grow is what we're paying attention to this morning. And over, over in Renovate, Please pull this out. And there's pens in front of your pews here. There's pens around the chairs that renovate. And I want to invite you to begin to think, first of all, of five people at least, five people in your life that have impacted you, that were people that had the faith, that lived the faith in front of you. And I want you to begin to write down those names as I talk about people in my life, be thinking about your life, because, you know, I don't know what a self-made man or a self-made woman looks like, but I, I'm not either one of those. I, I, I am not someone that developed this on my own, but I'm a product of so many people that invested in me. I, my grandmother, Jenny, my mother, Jewel, my mother, my mother turned 95 yesterday. She doesn't remember me, but I remember her. And there was Jimmy Traxler who took us boys in our junior Sunday school class out on Shoal Creek, and we camped out and fished all night long. Someone just cared enough about me to do something like that for us guys. I think of Betty Fowler, just lived down the road, who bought my first desk when I was going to the ministry, she went to the Farmer's Bank of Unionville and paid 100 bucks for that desk. I still got that desk. I think of Reverend Faust, my pastor in my childhood and development years, who was the one that spoke the word, Bob, Robert, he's going to be a preacher. I think of Freddie Key when I was in seminary, and I didn't have money to buy new tires, and they were bald right down to the, to the rubber. 
and he went out and bought four new tires for me on my old 71 Chevy Impala. I, I think of Mike and Kathy who got me through my 20s in my single years. I, I think of Bill O'Quinn who spoke into this timid young pastor to be more daring and more bold. I, I think of Sue Fuller who was a mother to me and, and like another grandmother to my kids who was a voice of encouragement. And all these people were in my life before I reached 40 years of age. Man, I love the scripture that says, owe no one anything but to love. I don't think I owe anybody here anything. The only debt I have is the mortgage on the house I may owe Jason lunch, but I kind of doubt it. Um, <laughs> but I know that I am in debt to love. And I can never repay my grandmother and my mother and Betty and Mike and Kathy and Freddie and Sue, and Bill, and a whole lot of other people. So do you got those names down? Because you're going to feel really stupid if you don't have those names down. I don't want you to feel stupid because we're going to go on to the second assignment. And if you don't have the first one done, you can't do the second one. Okay. <laughs> Just messing with you. I'm sorry. Think now about those people that you wrote down. What were their characteristics? What were the qualities about them that you admire the most? You know, when Paul writes to Timothy, he mentions things like sincere faith. He writes about things like they were full of power, they were full of love, they were full of self-discipline, they were people who were long time committed, they were suffered long. He writes about the qualities of faith. Who are the people? Just go ahead and write down qualities were characteristics of these people that have poured into you. What do you admire the most about them? When I think about the people in my life, I think of their generosity. They were so generous with me, with their resources, with their words of encouragement, with their time. I think of people who were real, authentic. They, sh they showed me their life, warts and all. They weren't perfect, but they were real folks. They had a real trust in God. And I don't know why they did this, but that trust that they had in God, they translated that into trust in me. And they spoke confidence and faith and vision into my life. They were people that were full of love. They were people that were the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I can never repay them, but I can choose to be like them. In fact, this is the staggering thing about this. This is amazing to me, that the qualities that we admire the most in those saints and those people that touched our life, those qualities live in us. Those same characteristics, those things that you admire the most in others, that's the gift that you carry yourself. You have those gifts. You have those qualities in you. It may be green fruit, but it's there.
And so Paul says to Timothy, guess what? You have the same Holy Spirit. We all share in the same Holy Spirit. And you got to fan into flame, he says. you got to rekindle the gift of God that's within you. You know, we talked earlier about the light switch coming on. That when we come to faith, it's like all of a sudden we, we, we know this is true and we come to faith in Christ. Well, sometimes, if we're honest, that light gets dimmer, doesn't it? The dimmer switch doesn't go brighter it gets dimmer there's things that happen to us we get discouraged in life there's things that happen to us where we get disappointed maybe with God and when that happens you know back in the day they just had wood that produced light but we have electricity and we got to go to the dimmer switch we got to get a new dimmer we got to get a new switch the electricity's fine to rekindle the flame that's within us, to, to fall in love with God again. We've we got to put forth our effort. You know, uh, uh, for about a month, um, I, was, I was struggling with some, what I just would simply call stinking thinking. You know what stinking thinking is? It's when you just lose confidence. You lose confidence in yourself. You start saying things to yourself that's just not true. It's it's stuff that's not right. And, and so I was doing some stinking thinking, and I cared less about prayer. I felt disconnected from God. And so one of the things I did to fan into flame or to turn on the dimmer switch for me was I got my iPhone out, and I went to my app, Version Bible, and I turned the audio on and I went to sleep listening to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. I got up in the middle of the night to go pee. Is it okay if I just say that out here? <laughs> and, and by that time, it was in John, chapter 10. John, chapter 10. I turned it off. Next night, I went to bed. I turned on John 10 and Got up in the middle of the night, and we were in Acts somewhere, and I just kept it going all night long. Don't know how much I was taking in, but I bet it was some stuff coming in there. And when I woke up in Romans 8, 26, I woke up to these words, and I don't think it was any accident where the word says, Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting." God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know or what to pray, it doesn't matter. I woke up to those words. So whatever it is, friends, we have to rekindle the gift. We have to turn on the dimmer. And, and we can't do this in isolation of one another. We, we live in Christian community. We, we are there to encourage each other and to build each other up. So... Have you got those characteristics down, those things that you uh, aspire to be and you're inspired to become, those things that you admired in other people? Have you got those written down? Because we're going we're gonna to move on here and, and think about something else more important. We're going to think about how we translate the faith on then. We're in those providential relationships we become, we become those characteristics. We become those saints that are pouring ourselves into someone else's life.
We become the person that God speaks through into the life of another person. We become the person where the light of God shines through us because we can't ever repay those folks that helped us, but we can pay it forward. Now I'm going to say something you'll probably never hear again here, so just enjoy it. Go Royals. Go Royals. <laughs> Had one lady, the 820 service, walked out on me when I said that. But I... Volquez, what a story. The Royals pitcher tonight. He pitched game one, and his father died that day. Different reports tell us he did or he didn't know that his father had died that day when he went to the mound. Funeral was a couple of days ago. He'll be pitching tonight for the Royals. And I hope he wins it and they win it all tonight. He, what do you think he's pitching for tonight? Who do you think he's thinking about? What's his game plan? What's in his heart? What's in his mind? What's in his spirit? What are you playing for? Who are you playing for? What's the game for you? What's leading the charge for you? Why are you out there on the field? Why are you doing life? It's got to be something beyond just us or ourselves. And for those of us who are people of faith, it's got to be about Jesus Christ who gives us the hope and the confidence and the love and the joy to see us through, come what may. So I want you to think about the people right now and list the names of individuals that you want to invest in people that you want to remember, people that God has put into your life right now for a reason. Yeah, sure, think about your family. Sure, think about if you have children or grandchildren or other family members of next generation folks. Sure, but don't limit it to that, please. Think about people in your relationships maybe in your church life, in your work life, in school, in your neighborhood, that you want to invest in, that you want to pour yourself into because you know God wants you to do this. There were two farmers that were deciding to, to grow uh, apple trees. They studied books. They went to seminars. They learned about how to grow apple trees. And the first farmer, he grew one beautiful tree. It was a tremendous tree. It produced so much fruit. Uh, he even wrote a best-selling book about it. He got all kinds of awards. And that tree had a great longevity. And, but after a while, it began to go down in its cycle and diminish in its fruit till ultimately, of course, the tree died. And once the tree died, there was no more fruit. But the second farmer had a different plan. The second farmer grew that one tree, and at the end of the year, he took the fruit from that tree, he took the seed from that tree, and he planted a row of trees. And every year, he would plant at least one more row of trees 
and he never wrote any books, and he didn't get asked to go to some seminar and tell everybody about what a wonderful, great tree that he had produced. But he did a lot of mentoring and helping other people to know how to grow trees as he was building his orchard. And by the time he was done, he had an orchard that he handed off to the next generation where there was all kinds of apple tree growers and all kinds of fruit growing and expanding. Now, which kind of person do you want to be? We live in a great American culture and society that is so much caught up into the individual. But there is a better plan. There is a greater purpose. That we are used by God, that we all share the same Holy Spirit, that we are filled with the love of God and we continue to give and invest ourselves sowing into the lives of other people so that when we're gone, it just keeps going and going and going. And I think that's what Paul is saying to Timothy. So I want to invite you right now to write down those names of those people, those apple tree growers, those people that you want to teach how to sow seed, those people that are worth investing in, those people that you see potential and possibility. I want you to write your names down on the front of your Pray, Study, Grow. And I want you to begin to pray and to ask God to give you insights, to give you words, to give you words of blessing that you speak into the life of those individuals. Just like we had people that spoke unto us. We're now going to go into a time of Holy Communion. And as we do this, you're all invited to come and share in this Holy Meal. You don't have to be a member of the church to do this. If you need gluten-free, that's available at the table. Otherwise, you'll be receiving communion this morning at the servers. But in the midst of this time of Holy Communion, I, I want to invite you to do something that's different today. On this All Saints Day, is, I, I want you to bring with you in your heart two different groups of people. I want you to think about the people that invested in you, that believed in you, that empowered you, that blessed you in your life. And I want you to imagine, especially those who are gone, that the great cloud of witnesses is with us. And they're a part of us. The communion of the saints is going on. And after you take communion, I invite you to go to the back window and to write the names of those people. There's names that's been started this morning, but the names of the saints, the people that's invested in your life. And I also invite you to go to the prayer wall. And I invite you to take the names of the people that you want to impact and write them over on the list and, and place those names in the wall. And I, I invite you to pray 
that God will give you words, that God will give you opportunities, that God will empower you by his spirit to supernaturally invest in the lives of these people as your commitment to God. And people will come and they will pray over those names. We have a prayer team of people that do that. Because uh, this faith that we have is wonderful. And if you don't have this faith today, just please know we love you and we want to be here with you. And if your faith is dim today, we love you and we want to encourage you because there's times when I'm going to need, need that from you. But we're, we're going into a holy moment. We're going into a time where the Holy Spirit is present and the Holy Spirit is rekindling our hearts today, and, and the dimmer switch is turning on brighter. And we're asking the Spirit now to be poured out on us. So Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come as you, you've done so many times, Heavenly Dove, and rest on us. And we pray that your Holy Spirit that bless these gifts of bread and wine, that they would be for us, your body and your blood, that you would help us to claim your forgiveness and your mercy and your love and your power and strength. And you would come into our lives. God, I thank you for the saints. I thank you for the communion of the saints, those people that have touched our life that still live in our hearts and our memories. And I pray that you would help us to cherish those names and we thank you that they are a part of the cloud of witnesses that are interested in what we're doing here today. And we pray that you would help us, God, to be those people to somebody else. And I pray you would help us, Lord, to commit our lives to the sake of other people right now. And you would be speaking life and truth into us. That you would bless this time of Holy Communion. For we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.